Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family, and happy Cinco de Mayo! You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother Jimmy the Blueprint. What up, Blueprint? What what the deal? Ain't nothing, man. Sitting here, you know, stuck in the TikTok trap. You know what I'm saying? Looking at it. It was your fault, though. You shouldn't have sent the Yami now. Yo, no, Mom, let me chill. Go ahead. I, I told you, man, this new phone forced me on TikTok. I used to be able to get the video links that I was sent, watch it, and it just wouldn't let me watch anything else. You know what I'm saying? I got a new phone, and it don't let me do that no more. So it's like in order no, that to was watch a, that, the links that, that, that I've a, been uh, sent, it made me uh. Yeah, it, it it made me download that. That was the a app. that was a TikTok. That was a that was a TikTok update. TikTok realized what folks oh. were TikTok was like, no. Nah. So they yeah, knew TikTok I was just updated the app. sneaking on to see the links, and I wasn't signing on. So yeah, I had to yeah, give you yeah. like a little incognito, um, little profile on the John now. So yeah, so now I be stuck in the trap because now when I finish watching something that some you know that the chat sends. The algorithms kick in, and I'm watching other, you know, mm-hmm. TNA and all and kinds they, of stuff. And they, be try, you know, and they try to find ways. They try to find ways to make it sticky to keep you on. So they're like, what can I show, boy, that'll make they you stay here for a little bit longer? And, and, and they, and they found keep trying different stuff. So they find. They, they, <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my thing is this though: how they know if I've never been on TikTok before? How they know I'm a prevert? Because what they'll do is each time they'll send something different. They'll be like, all right, here go a basketball clip. Oh, that don't get you? All right, how, how about, how about some, like, um, okay. some cake? Yeah, yeah, keep that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You, so by how about cooking of elimination, no, they, don't get they you? found out that I was a prevert, and now I'm stuck in the trap. Because <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. Like, is- whenever I would send a link to, to y'all in the chat, that was because somebody sent it to me. Now when I send y'all links, yeah, I probably found that myself. <laughs> Yo, because listen, TikTok, TikTok cracked the code, man. I keep telling folks that like they figured out something, right? And and they, that's why they're like outside of YouTube, they're probably the most like stickiest, no pun intended, of a social app because they don't show you what your friends are listening to. They'll mix your friends in. They try to show you things they think right. you'll like. See, everybody else shows right. you like who you're following or who your friends are. They be like, no, let's figure out yeah. what he likes they and send him it, that. Yeah. And then you just keep swiping up and swiping up and swiping up. Cause now my TikTok look like my my Instagram, so <laughs> yeah, they got me. Buns. <laughs> they got me. Buns everywhere, like a bakery, yeah. cakes and buns everywhere. Look All right, so uh, look, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, B Austin ain't gonna be with us tonight. It's cool because it's gonna be a short show, man. Um, I gotta go get to these fajitas. You know what I mean? Fajitas gonna be popping at the crib tonight. Um. I, you know, 
Cinco de Mayo, we talked about this earlier when we were talking about, like, St. Patrick's Day. It's one of those holidays. I have no clue why we celebrate it or, you know, why we participate in any manner. But Mexican food is off the chain, so, you know, we're going to have some. <laughs> and it is what it is. Judge your mother. Um, the NBA playoff semifinal round is underway, uh, and a couple of teams are in big trouble right now, uh, including mine. Um, we're going to discuss it, but we'll also spend five quick minutes talking to the homie Fred Purdue about which teams had the best NFL draft weekend. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. So you can get in right now in the conversation yourself if you sign into the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, or IG at War Room Sports, uh, maybe sometime in the near future. Um, TikTok, <laughs> at War Room Sports. Uh, we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But, yo, uh, before we do get started, man, should uh, folks keep rushing the stage at these comedy shows or no? Because <laughs> the uh, yeah, call show got twisted up, like, <laughs> literally twisted yeah. up. They gotta, uh, they definitely gotta chill, yo. Like they, they, man, listen, man, they, yo, that picture of dude, yo. And it's funny because I, I, I made the jokes as I saw it, and someone went and photoshopped it. Like they definitely left him like Bushwick Bill, yo. Like he got <laughs> effed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got beat up by. I mean, it was security in that mix, but he got beat up by a bunch of celebrities as well. I heard, like, man got Buster, out by Jamie Foxx. I heard you know, all kinds of dudes are stomping him out. And you know that celebrities um, celebrities got, like, sent-up aggression on fans that they wish they could hit. Right. Like, he caught the hands of every, every Twitter and Instagram troll. He felt the anger of, uh, you know, the Jamie and Buster was taking that out on him. Right, and everybody was ready, you know, because of, of course, because of Will Smith at the Oscars. So everybody had been on a I wish I wish it in the wood type stuff, and dude was like, "I'll be your Huckleberry." Dude had Random to be like thing. mentally disturbed. Yeah, dude I mean, and to attack Dave Chappelle, I I just assume I haven't heard. I I assume he's part of the LGBTQ uh, community, and that's just an assumption yeah, because yeah. of who he attacked. Cause you know they don't bang. Oh, he got they static with them. Too <laughs> yeah, so, he got static with them. Yeah, I mean the dude got up there. He had like a little fake gun with a knife hanging out of it. Like yo, he had like a new age yo. bayonet. Like yeah, he was out of pocket. Security is real trash at these places, he's ready, and I can he's ready I for can, the new civil war. Right, and I I can attest to that though because at all these little like. Uh, AAU tournaments that they have at these big places, they have like security guards at the front that have you open your bag and and they do bag checks. Like I go in there with all kinds of stuff in the bag and they just, and and the bag has like 60 different compartments. You know, these basketball bags have all kinds of different compartments. So they open the bag and they just look. Like Like a couple of weeks ago, I was up in PA. I had Extra, like, because the team had just gotten new uniforms. So we got, like, some shorts, the wrong shorts, but the right shorts came in right before the tournament. So I was up there with, like, 15 pairs of shorts in the bag, stuffed them in the bag. 
dude opens the bag and just looks. Didn't look under none of that. I had all these, all his clothes in there. He didn't look under nothing. I could have took in the ooh. I could have took in four or five ooh and it wouldn't even have mattered. Like, so I, I know these places they be doing these half security checks. I know it's an inconvenience to people when they're being, you know, vigilant and, and actually doing what they're supposed to do. But hey, at today's day and age, man, you gotta do what you gotta do, even if it inconveniences people, because people getting into places with all kinds of stuff. And you don't expect that in a post nine eleven world, you know what I mean? It seemed like they done eased up yeah. off of that a little bit. All right, yeah. so y'all know what it is. Before we get started, man, we just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, that any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and any other of the partner shows that we have on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So it's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room, Tissue in the Tape, Hip Hop Podcast, The Broad Street Line, Superstars, John Appetit for the Foodies, On the Couch with the Wilsons, After Further Review, none of that. There's no excuse to miss any of that. So uh, check us out, War Room Sports Podcast Network. All right, so we're about to get Fred Perdue on to give his uh, quick recap of the NFL draft, but before we do that, got to let you know that his segment is brought to you by my bookie. Guys, it's time for you to make some money sports betting in my bookie. You could have made some on some prop bets for the draft, but if you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to stop wasting your time and place a bet. Lay down some dough on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get your bread. That's all there is to it. All right, so we got with us, we got the homie, World Room Sports uh, football contributor, that's college and professional, Fred Purdue in the building. Fred, what's up? What's going on, fellas? Nothing much, man. The draft is over. You know, like we said last week, the NFL draft is one of your times to shine. Um, and, you know, we just wanted to follow up on last week's conversation with a couple of quick questions. Like, like you know, I told everybody when we came on, I got to go get to this Mexican food. So um, we got to make this whole show breeze by. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a greedy dude. We we schedule shows around. Hey, man, food I, I'm not mad here. at you. I'm, I'm definitely not <laughs> mad at you. But before you jump in, um, welcome, mm-hmm. welcome to the oh. TikTok madness, man. I, you do know. If you, if you blow my phone up with these, with these TikToks, bro, I'm going to have to block you. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> y'all can't, y'all, y'all can't welcome me. Y'all can't welcome me. Even though we just told a bunch of people over the air, I'm not really on TikTok. <laughs> Shh. I'm not there. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just the creep looking at the bakery, as Jimmy called it. That's I, I'm, the same <laughs> way, I'm not no, really there. It's just that rabbit hole, bro. That rabbit hole, it happens. Right. And people find it, too. I guess because you're in their contacts, because somebody tried to like, you know, like they're following, like following back. I'm like, nah, they got buns yeah. on their page. If not, people think TikTok. People think TikTok is just dancing. It's like there's different oh, types no. of TikTok. No. You got like, you know, comedy TikTok, sports TikTok, mm-hmm. adult TikTok. You know, the bakery where dad hangs out. It's all TikTok kind of TikTok. Oh. <laughs> the bakery. I like it. <laughs> 
right, so look, man, just want to, you know, I, I don't particularly, you know this, I don't believe in all the grading drafts, you know, nobody got a chance to play yet, but we know we got to do it. Uh, it, it. It happened on paper so far. I, I don't really think drafts could really be graded for like another three years, but names are names. Uh, teams did what they had to do. They prepared for this. So I'm just going, easy, easy question for you. Um, give us two teams that you thought had great weekends, whether it's through drafted players, moves that they made in the draft, whatever. Two teams that had great draft weekends and two teams that had bad draft weekends, in your opinion. All right, so we'll start with we'll start with the good. So it seems like it doesn't matter what year it is, who the player is, doesn't matter who runs the team. Ravens just consistently build a great team. Doesn't matter if it's Ozzy Newsom or it could be you. Honestly, it just they just continuously <laughs> I'm nice. get great players. I mean, Kyle Hamilton for all the talk, it was. First, it was he's the next Sean Taylor. And I was like, oh, hold, pause, no, 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 no. That's not what yeah. he is. But cool. We know, we you, know, know you Miami is. guys don't like to hear that. <laughs> I, like yeah, no, we, I'm, I still haven't found one, and I don't think you'll see another one. But he, he fits what, he, what they want to do. You know, you, you get a guy that he's, he's half linebacker, half safety, kind of a, a, a Cam Chancellor kind of guy. That's how I look at him in that defense. He can be a hybrid guy. Guys, are, people still get a little afraid of going over the middle, but he can cover tight ends, so that's great. Um, you go get Tyler Linderbaum. That's even better because the offensive line is one of the the key pieces of what they need to do, especially when you uh, when you want to run the football the way they do with Lamar Jackson. Uh, I do. I, I think they kind of lost me with the the whole getting rid of Hollywood Brown in the middle, but they got a draft pick for it. So I guess it, it kind of equals out. You get David Ajabo from the, from, uh, from Michigan. He probably would have been a first round pick had he not torn his Achilles at his pro day. How do you manage that? Who knows? Sometimes it's not, not how you start it's how you finish, but he gets the red shirt essentially. And, you know, they, they put together a pretty good draft class to help what, what, Lamar Jackson. What are out. you trying to tell Lamar Jackson, though, when you get rid of, you know, one of his weapons on the outside? Um, I don't <laughs> – They're honestly, trying to say you only throw to the tight end anyway, so we don't need this cat? Yeah, yeah, but also Rashad Bateman's a not – he's an emerging player. Last year they drafted him in the first round, so you're thinking he's an X, he's, he's a big X, throw him down, throw it down the field, 50-50 ball. You know what they're going to do, run the football. I I have mixed feelings about it because I think Lamar can be a lot more useful to you than just in the run game, but you can tell the, the Knicks he's going to catch as he gets older. He's, he's going to have to rely on his arm or he, they're going to be drafting a new quarterback at some point. Who knows? I mean, this offense has to evolve with him getting older. Um, but we'll see. We'll definitely have to see as time goes on. So what other team in the in the good category? Other good team. And I hate saying this because this, this is a team in my in my division. Uh, mm-hmm. One the one New York Jets. I mean, every pick along the way, I was like, okay, they're gonna make a stupid pick here. They're gonna make a stupid pick here. 
Um, and they didn't. Uh, you First off, you go get Ahmad Sauce Gardner, who I thought was the best corner in the class. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Stephon Gilmore, who I really like coming out of South Carolina. Almost over a decade ago now, it seems like time flies, right? Um, Garrett Wilson, really good receiver. He can play inside, outside. I, I, show, when they show the highlights of guys from way back, you forget, man. He, some of these guys are freshmen making big plays where he skied over the Clemson DB. And I'm like, man, he was a freshman back then? You know, and Jermaine Johnson, who I have a little bit of a – even though he was a Florida State guy – I, my personal connection to seeing who he was and not realizing who he was dating back was he was a part of Last Chance You and you know how we myself yes, and you we both uh, we both watched mm-hmm. that show, but seeing how those guys have now gotten to the NFL and there's been multiple guys off of those teams, but it makes watching those type of shows very interesting because they're that's a real second chance. And right. what if he never got that second chance? So definitely, despite being a null, Jermaine Johnson was actually one of my favorite players to watch in, in college football. So yeah, that the Jets knocked it out of the park. They so the, landed the Jets the had to. Position they needed. I mean, they had to get it right at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can. Yeah, I, I think because so. they get so many shots at it every year, they had to get it right at some. Right, right, right. I mean, and and, I mean, and like we said, even now. They're, they're getting it right is getting it right on paper. Like, right, all of right. these guys yeah, still have been bust in three years. But mm-hmm. you finally have some cats that actually have expectations of being, you know, pretty good in the NFL. You didn't and watch. For me, it's the fact it that they, they've got the, quarter, the young quarterback who, I mean, I'm, not, I'm still not ready to call Zach Wilson good. Uh, or anything. I mean, I'm, we're a year removed from him being called great when he was at a pro day throwing off balance throws and, and midway down the half 50 yards down the field. And we're like, oh my God, he did a great. It's, it's a pro day, bro. It's, it wasn't great. But, you know, you, you've got the young quarterback. So now you, you do like the Seattle Seahawks did years ago with Russ. You build around them, you cheat. If he doesn't work out, you got a good defense and a lot of good playmakers for another guy to come in and make make plays with. But they've hit. If these guys hit, that's your core of your team right there. Pass rusher, right. quarterback, or corner and receiver. I mean, those are right. give us uh, give us a couple teams that stunk up the draft. All right, so I'm gonna get this one out of the way so I don't have to. Uh, so I can you guys can clown me. So go ahead. Um, the New England Patriots, and and I'm definitely I'm gonna say this, and I'll <laughs> well, say this we know very you've been, loud. You've been thumbs down on 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 Belichick lately, anyway. So I knew you were gonna be yeah. even Look. more difficult on him, no matter what he did in his draft. But go ahead, tell us why. Bill's been, Bill has been in my doghouse for this will be year three. You don't get rid of the goat. You don't get rid of oh. the goat, and then you keep making bad decisions beyond that. I don't hate the picks. The players, I don't hate them. I hate where you drafted them. You drafted every single player around or two too early. Cole so you're saying they got 50 players. decent players, but they were reaching to get these players. Exactly. Cole Strange is like, you draft him at in the third round, perfect. Tyquan Thornton, you go draft him in maybe the third or fourth round, perfect. I actually said I – I, the the running back they got Pierre Strong, Jr. out of South Dakota State. I'm like, oh, okay, good player. Why are we drafting him this high? 
We already I mean, have a stat running back. Sounds like to me I don't, I don't that get it. they had a board that wasn't that interchangeable. So they like, these are our guys. Let's go get them. Maybe that was it. Exactly. Maybe they weren't worried about, Bill, like, maybe he maybe he went in with a different strategy this year. Like, all right, these are our guys. Like, I don't care who's on the board when they're available. These are our guys. I, I don't know. I did, you know, you don't Bill really has a very good idea of offensive kind of linemen. Yeah. His offensive linemen picks have been great, but why go get rid of Shaq Mason? He only cost you $7 million. Uh, I, it, Bill... Bill's getting old in his older age. Sometimes he makes weird decisions. Hey Jim, you it see how amazing. Patriots fans doing my man Bill B now? Because when they were winning, they could get rid of anybody, and y'all would justify it. <laughs> y'all could get I'm rid grateful, of man. Anybody. You got rid of my guy. I will never forgive you for this. Y'all get and rid I can't, of I'm, any superstar, and y'all were good with it. Like, oh no, this is the Patriot way. Now it's like. We're not winning. We can't be getting rid of everybody. We can't keep doing it. Ungrateful, like man. Ungrateful. Fire him. He's yeah. a GM. Yeah. He can't on, even. Man. He's not going to fire six, himself. So. Six chips. <laughs> six chips. Ungrateful. Ungrateful. Oh, I come from a city I'm, where I've seen it one time. Great. One time. And I'm still. I'm I'm still backing my man Doug Peterson after they done fired him two three years ago. I'm still wow. backing Doug. Wow. Hey, that's that's my guy. I, I don't see this. So if I had somebody that gave me two or three, let alone six, he good with me, man. He he got a job until he decide that he want to go, and even if he's stinking it up, it's all good. But y'all, y'all I need it. Bill to start talking about getting ready to go. He needs to go hire him a GM so his y'all, GM can boy. fire him, and then we can whatever we got to do. Got to go. He'll never get fired. This is just not possible. I, but he um, can't fire himself. Yeah, he got a he he got to touch a baby or something to get fired. Um, who else you got? <laughs> Who's the other team you got well, with a bad draft? Speaking of Doug Peterson, um, that number one overall pick. See, I have a problem with that in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Trevon Walker is the first player. Kind of like uh, a project at first pick, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I see the tools. I see, he played out of position, cool. But he's the first number one overall pick to never be selected for not only an All-American vote, but also an All-Conference vote. He also had the least amount of sacks for any I was about to say, he didn't have that many sacks, right? He had nine <laughs> sacks. <laughs> he had nine sacks um, last uh-huh. season. So I'm, uh, I, I'm just, when I look at it, and I say to myself, why? When you have Kayvon Thibodeau sitting right there for you, Evan Neal sitting right uh-huh. there, I'm not a fan of Aiden Hutchison as much, but at least you have two capable guys trained down. It's it's Go ironic that Doug Peterson is involved in this, because I, I, I assure you he probably had nothing to do with that pick. Yeah, He, he knew oh, himself. Not. So he probably had nothing to do with it, but it's still ironic because Doug Peterson came from a place where they do this often. Like Howie Roseman with the Eagles, he often wants to appear to be the smartest, the smartest cat in the room. So instead of taking the obvious pick, you know what I'm saying, he takes somebody who has tons of potential, and mm-hmm. a lot of times it ends up backfiring because you could have just taken the obvious. You want to take somebody who didn't necessarily have the numbers and this and that, so so I've seen it before, and I'm pretty sure Doug is, is, is used to it himself. But, you know, it could work out. 
you know, it it could work out in the end, but we'll see. Um, what else? Anything else you didn't like about their draft before we um, move on? Honorable mention to liking what I saw, mm-hmm. the New York football Giants. I, I guess yeah. there's something going on in New York. I mean, I was a little you, upset about you that. You go out and you you go get you you go and you and I know you you're gonna hate this because they're in your division. You got to deal with mm-hmm. these guys now, but you address two major holes on both sides of the lines of, of the lines of scrimmage. You go get Kayvon Thibodeau, who was the number one player in high school, was uh, on my board the number one player still, best pass rusher. And then you go get Evan Neal to go pair um, to go pair with the other tackle you got in Andrew Thomas. So you're solid on both sides and granted your quarterback stinks, but it always helps having a good tackle. I mean, at least he's protected. At least uh-huh. now, if he makes bad, I mean, I mean, Daniel Daniel Jones is, is butt cheeks, but I mean, the next guy will have a protect who will be very protected. I've never liked Daniel Jones. I don't like anything about him. But yeah. you know, All right. I was actually gonna ask you about some players, possibly some some sleepers. We're gonna skip that. Mm-hmm. I got a question, um, and this is for you and Jim. I want to get y'all thoughts on this before I get you out of here. The whole. Uh, Titan situation with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. Um, Ryan Tannehill <laughs> says, it's not my job to mentor him, but if he learns something from me along the way, then great. Do either of you guys have a problem with that mentality? Because we've seen it before, but we've seen it kind of in different situations. We've seen it with the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing, mm-hmm. and then kind of Aaron Rodgers taking cues from his, his douchebag uh, vet, and he's saying the same thing about uh, Jordan Love. Do y'all have a, a issue with that type of thinking, or is there, I mean, you know, conditions to it? I mean, like, listen, no. I mean, you you being honest, like you know, you, you can you can give them the cliche answer, like you know what I mean. But you know, to, to be a fake person like Russell Wilson, um, no disrespect, but he's being honest, <laughs> man. And, and the funny thing is, the way he said it though. It wasn't even as bad. He said if he picked something up, like, he, he kind of, like, you know, shot himself some bill. He didn't just say, yo, FOH, like Favre did. Right. And he texted Bull right oh. after he got drafted. He texting. He was just ans- telling them, Favre like, was, you know, I'm, I'm not here to mentor Favre was him. repugnant about it. <laughs> right. See, for me, it's kind of conditional. You know what I'm saying? Like, in this case, I don't blame Tannehill at all because Tannehill's not like some – you know, age-wise, not some over-the-hill dude. Tannehill's still trying to make some footing for himself in this league. And it's not like he's been – he hasn't been, like, with the, the Titans his whole career and, and you know, he's been their guy and he's a, a legend. And Like, I think it's different when, okay, you've been with this team, you've been with this franchise for – 15 years so you knew at some point they were going to draft your successor I think in that instance especially when these dudes talk about loving the place they are and being you know quote unquote loyal I think in that instance okay maybe you can um, teach the guy because you knew this was going to happen at some point but Tannehill's not that guy there you know what I'm saying and Favre could have been that guy but Favre still thought he had a whole lot in the tank so if we have a – like when I say it's conditional, okay, if it's a situation like, all right, you're, you're an old fogey, you still got the job, 
they talk to you and you know they're going to make this draft pick, then that's something different. But when they just go draft a guy and, and your job is on the line, then, yeah, I don't think you are obligated to, to mentor to do so. I don't have a problem with Ryan Tannehill's thoughts in the least. Fred, you got an issue with it? Uh, I I don't have an issue with it. I mean, he's coming for your job. I mean, the reality is this is this is mm-hmm. like it's not like you're a receiver and there's multiple of you and the ball you know they're spreading the ball around. I mean, they're I mean literally they're coming to unemploy you. So why would I help this guy? I mean, if you right. just he, to he's not coming to make quarterback room, because cool. if he takes your job, you're gone. They're not going to keep you right. at your right. salary as a backup. Right. I'm trying to think. Because like, when I say it's conditional, I'm trying to think of a situation where that would have applied. Like, you know, when you're old and you know it, and they, they come to you like, yeah, we're going to draft somebody, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, of course, you're going to be able to stick it around. You could teach them, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure we've right. had it before. And then we definitely had it in some movies. But but that kind of situation, you see that more I can in understand. college more than you do. You see that more in college sometimes, like Trevor Lawrence, where you lo- you lost Deshaun Watson, and then uh, you have a bridge quarterback, and Deshaun, and and then you get a Trevor Lawrence, a freshman comes in. You know this kid's gonna be there, and that's the situation. He's gonna come in for five games, five or so games. Yeah, and but they're probably incentivizing that some way. Like your money right, has to right, get a little right. better if you you know t- tutor this dude and taking your job because it's not really your right, job in right. the first place. So I, 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 I like can see Teddy that. Bridgewater, no, no pun intended, your bridge quarterback. That kind of, oh, yeah. situation that like is, that maybe. He has the perfect name because that's what he's become. <laughs> exactly. Like Teddy Bridgewater exactly. is this, you know, the second coming of, uh, uh, man, what's my man? He's, he's somebody bridge right now probably. Um, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, yeah. Tyrod Taylor. But will Tyrod Taylor light it up like Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're gonna kill me for this one. You might kill me for this one, but I actually think Tyrod is a low end. Even not, at least not now. Maybe two or three years ago, he was still a low end starter. When he had his lung puncture, he was still a starter until Justin Herbert yeah, came along. Tyrod, you know, Tyrod can always Tyrod hold down the job and, until you until you. I just say he wins for you. He might get you to the playoffs though. Uh, Tyrod played well until he didn't get hurt. So, yeah. All right, man. So. Um, that's all we had for today. We'll see how these draft picks pan out in the future. But Fred, as usual, man, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your input, your contributions to the show. Um, let everybody know where they can uh, find you talking your ish online, not TikTok, though. You can catch, you guys <laughs> can catch me on Twitter, Fred Produce CSB. You can actually catch me on TikTok too, right at that same <laughs> that same handle. I actually talked about your one of your draft picks not too long ago, Nicobe Dean. I think you guys got to steal if he gets healthy. I yeah, about say, if he can, if he can stay healthy, then you know, Get pretty much. Surgery, dude. You should have been a first round pick. You should have been. Yeah. Well, who knows, All right, man? well, cool, because we ain't got to pay his ass like a first round pick. <laughs> All right, man. So we will holler at you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Go Heat, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all caught us. Y'all, y'all got lucky. <laughs> he not playing game three either, so yeah. Go uh, All right, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. All right, so uh, Fred Purdue, everybody, um, NFL draft recap. If you don't agree with anything he said, 
Go to Fred Purdue CFB on Twitter and let them know. <laughs> All right, so uh, what are we going to get into real quick before we take some, some phone calls? Let's talk about these NBA playoffs real quick, man. We got uh, round two that's in, in full, full flow right now. Um, of course, out west, we got the number one seeded Suns leading the four seeded Mavericks 2 0. Um, the Grizzlies and Warriors are tied at one game apiece. And over in the east, you have uh, Miami, the number one seed, leading the four seed Philly two games to none. And the Bucks, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, are tied at one game apiece with the Celtics. Um, what's, what's standing out to you so far, Jim, in round two, the semifinals of the NBA um, playoffs? Well, overall, I have to say that round two just isn't as good as round one. Like, round one <laughs> seemed to be, like, mad competitive. I mean, even if you look at, like, the Nets Celtics and the Celtics got the sweep, every damn yeah. game was competitive. Um, right. Round two. Right, because even now, game. you got a tie series with the Celtics and Milwaukee, but Milwaukee steals the first game, and then the Celtics come out and hammer Milwaukee in the second game. So I feel yeah. like it's not as entertaining. You know, you might have the tie. Oh, okay, we got a good series. It's one-one. But now the game. I will have, say this. Forgettable. I, first I will say Giannis, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies and uh, and, and, and um, the Warriors is getting it in. Like they 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 throwing both. Yeah, that's a good one. It's blood that's and the and best ejections one. and yeah, they they going they, they getting it in. So like you know, I you had two people ejected. One suspended. <laughs> yeah. They ain't playing so what would you think about those two things? So you had Draymond Green with his uh, uh, flagrant two, I think they called it, yeah, because he was ejected from the yeah. game. Um, and you had uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, was it Dylan Brooks that, that fouled GP2? Yeah, that's the game too. Yeah, yep. he got – and he's been suspended for an extra game after being ejected from that game because uh, Gary Payton Jr. actually fractured his elbow on that play. Now, did you think <laughs> either one of these, his or Draymond's, do you think any either one of them were dirty? Um, hmm, great question. Um, I don't think great Draymond's was dirty. But I think that his reputation it, it comes with like yo you Draymond you you generally kick people in the in the gonads like plus his know. reaction but, again, how he left the court was real brash and dickheadish real Draymond but, but I under like when he described what happened I totally believe him and understand it you know what I'm saying like just just physics like if he's going one way and you're going the other way and you get a hold of his jersey it's going to kind of happen that way. And then they were asking him, then why did you hold on to his jersey? He was like, if I don't hold on to his jersey, then he falls on his face, and y'all are talking about that. So I was kind of holding on to the jersey to try to, you know, lessen the blow on his fall. Yeah. And I, 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 I bought it. It's just like, okay, you being Draymond, though, you're going to leave clapping and running around the court. And then when they win, <laughs> he in the tunnel giving the most dramatic, you know, handshake hug that there is. But um, mm-hmm. what about the? Did you think the other one was dirty, Dylan Brooks? Um, I think it was dirtier. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. See, I, it's hard, see the, the thing about it is like there's so many levels, right? Because uh, I think they're all both teams are playing like hard, tough basketball. Because right. there's both levels of dirty, hard, right? I don't. I don't think he was trying to like knock somebody out or break their elbow. Right. 
you know what I'm saying? But when that happens, that's that's when people start asking that question or even saying that was dirty. If he didn't get hurt, would they be saying that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunate, man, because, like, GP2 is a a very good player. Like, you know, I mean, obviously it's not not GP1, but at the same time, he's very uh, a contributor. He, got he, was their best, he was their best chance they had at defending John Morant. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He definitely was. Because, you know, John Rastafari went but noodle. Yeah, 47 points in game two. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't necessarily – I didn't I'm, – I'm like you. Like, okay, if we had a dirty scale, it was definitely dirtier than the, than the Draymond one, but I didn't necessarily think it was dirty. Um, contact to the head might have been a little unnecessary, but also it could be justified. Like I'm trying to go across his body to get to the the arm that had the ball and his head just happened to be in the way. But I think he hit him so nonchalantly, it makes it look like, damn, he just, but I don't necessarily think that was dirty um, either. And I think the only person in the media so far that's agreed with that is Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> of of Pistons fame, but what do you expect him to say? Um, one, because he led a team called the Bad Boys, and two, he doesn't say anything bad about any of the new generation players because it seemed like he's trying to get everybody to like him at this point, since nobody from his own generation likes him. So, yeah, I agree I with Zeke on this contrary. one, but it's like his credibility so shot. <laughs> I wish it was somebody else. Yeah. Unfortunate, man. But yeah, so, that's been the best series, though. That's my that's my overall yeah. take. Um, it's unfortunate also how like injuries are affecting. Like you look at the the my MVP. I know that everybody's MVP not being there. That's kind of crazy. But um, you know the Mavericks, man. Watching the Mavericks play, like you know their number two option Brent is Brunton, which is hilarious. So it's like they're you know, and I guess Jason Kidd did come out and say it. Like yo, they really they really did at this point wasting Luca's talent. <laughs> they need some he needs some help. I mean, but you you know, you, you can't you can't really blame that on the players or the roster. You gotta blame that on the people who put the roster together. Um I mean, because they have some capable role players, but as far as a straight up second star, somebody that you can even call like a, a sidekick or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you don't really have that. Um so you know it's unfortunate, but you know they they were bound. They not gonna see. Phoenix I know one thing. What was going on? The 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 Western Conference Finals, man. I'm looking forward to that. Like, and I know I'm like you know being disrespectful when I say this, but <laughs> like Phoenix Phoenix will be there, and you know it's gonna be uphill for Memphis to do it because Golden State is going back home. But that Phoenix Golden State, and and if it's Phoenix and Memphis, that's gonna be a dog fight, yo. Right, right, definitely will be. Um. Phoenix, like I said, they they they're coming out showing and proving, man. Um, I didn't necessarily believe in them last season. Thought ah, this could be a fluke, but they're right back in position to to go back and try to get what they did not get last season. And you spoke about uh, Joel Embiid on the other side of things. Um, Doc, like we said last week, catching a lot of heat for this. Joel Embiid has not played yet in the semifinals against Miami because of an injury he sustained in the last four minutes of the series against Toronto, up 29 points, (laughs) series pretty much over. Um, So, you know, hindsight is always 20-20 with the fans and the media. 
They're wondering why Joe was still in the game for, you know, his, his countryman, Pascal Siakam, to elbow him, elbow him in the face, fracture his orbital bone, and give him a concussion. Um, and the funny part about it is the concussion, even though the protocol was at least five days, the concussion is the reason why he still hasn't played yet. With the five-day rule, game one would have been the only game he would have had to miss had he, you know, improved and passed everything in the concussion protocol. But from what I'm hearing, he's still having trouble with bright light. Um, He's still having, you know, those kind of issues. So that's why he hasn't played yet. Today, he was ruled out of game three, the game that everybody was sure that he was going to come back and play. They said there's still some metrics in there where he could improve and they could change his outlook for game three. But if they got to go into game three, even though they're at home, do you see any way of the Sixers winning a game three without Joel Embiid and getting back into this series? Um, It's going to be uphill battle, but I think it's possible. Like they, they I mean, yo, but Harden got to do more, yo. Like, Right. It's sad, yo. It's sad. It's sad watching people. I mean, the guy who was an MVP, like watching him and Russ play like this year is kind of sad, yo. And right. I understand that not only MVP there, Jim, he went on a scoring binge a couple of seasons ago, where you know they likened him to Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain as far as the numbers he was putting up in that little span. And then you know some people were saying it was the greatest scoring yeah. span and he might be the greatest scorer we've ever seen and then this quickly he's looking the way he's looking <laughs> Larry Holmes Larry Holmes yo and, and I mean the same with Westbrook man Westbrook was a walking triple double my man was shooting stuff on the side of the backboard this year like <laughs> I mean then you see KD get abused by Tatum and it just it just goes to show man like the NBA is is, is, is an amazing league and sport because these young bucks come in every, every year and it's like they, they don't care waiting about, for your spot you know right Yo, they be they coming for it, Paul. Like they are like, yo, they're here. Like these young dogs, man, they ain't playing no games, and it's it's beautiful to see. Cause guess what? Somebody about to come for it every year. It's a new crop that's coming for the throne, man. But it's just interesting to see guys who were once at that very top fall off like that. Cause watching Harden play now is like, yo, it's hard to watch, yo. And I'm thinking, you know, that cliche about role players and playing at home and playing away might be the only chance that they have in a game three without him. But like you said, Harden has to do more. Um, we know Maxie is going to go out firing. Tobias has even played pretty well so far this series. But you yeah, got yeah, to get more has, from him as well. But the role players has, have basically stunk it up. Now, I think it's two sides to that coin as well. When we think uh, the role players like George Niang and Danny Green and cats like that playing better at home, that's possible, and they probably would under normal circumstances, but even playing well at home for them is determined a lot by, the you know, Joel Embiid giving them open looks and stuff like that. So as slow as Niang is, I don't know if it matters whether he's home or away. I don't think he's going to be able to do what he does without the presence of Joel Embiid on the floor to open things up you know, and, and make things a little bit easier because he's just too slow. If nobody's doubling off 
you know, they run a, they ran a couple of junk defenses against Harden, but for the most part, they're guarding him, you know, man up. And it's just hard for him to get around people. So if you don't have anybody that you really have to run people to like that, cats like Niang and Danny Green, they're just not going to be able to get anything off because, you know, Danny's old and washed and, and Niang is just slow. Like, it's still going to be an uphill battle. Miami doesn't have to play their best series to beat this team without Joel Embiid. If Joel's there, okay, Miami's going to have to play the best games that Miami can play to get away with this series. But I think 2-0, even if Joel is able to play on Friday, which he's been ruled out, you know, it's it's an uphill battle because the Sixers are good to blow something even at home that they're supposed to win. But if they go down 3-0 and he comes back for a game four, you could probably just go ahead and cancel Christmas unless he comes back oh, it's, in, in it's rare form. over. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, um, Celtics, Bucks, you can't get a grasp on this series because it's tied and because, you know, after one game, the Bucks still won. And you see and people are like, oh, man, the Celtics are in for it. And then the Celtics come out and make easy work for the Bucks. What do you see happening for the rest of this series? Like, who's going to win this series? Um, I think that the Celtics still have the advantage um, because they got all their firepower. Um, right. The Bucks are beat up, man. They're missing their best, their second best player. I mean, no Middleton, right? Know, but I do, I do think they're going to make it competitive, and I think there's going to be an opportunity for them to win. I think this, this may go seven. Right, I think it has to be one of those things like. Giannis has like to get four wins. Giannis has to have four perfect games in this series. I mean, he had, you know, perfect is relative, but he was as close to perfect as he could be in the first game with the way he was toying with them. He has to have three more of those to win this series. And I don't know if he can do that without the attention that Chris Middleton, you know, takes away from the you know the defense. So yeah, I think the Celtics will still end up. Uh, pulling this one off because you saw when they won, it was a dominant win. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. But I mean, did, there's a lot of people talking. Gian, I mean, I heard today somebody was talking about how Colin Cowherd said Giannis right now and going through his prime is better than Kobe Bryant was in his prime. So we're gonna have people start to say stuff like this. It'll it'll pour more fuel in that fire if Giannis can have three more of those type of games and get out of this series. So we'll see how it how it plays out. But at this point, you know, people saying Giannis in his prime is better than Kobe in his prime. But we'll see about that. All right. Tyler Hero, just want to give a shout-out to him for winning the sixth man of the year. Um, he got 96 out of 100 first-place votes. Kevin Love was uh, in second place. That was kind of surprising to me. Like, I understood, you know, he was one of the three finalists, but I didn't think Kevin Love was going to be um, second in this mix because, you know, getting a six-man award from somebody who once, you know, in his career averaged like 25 and 14 to average like 13 points and got that same player, that kind of consideration for six-man, that was a little shocking to me. I'm figuring even if Kevin Love fell off, and he becomes a good six man. A good six man for him has to be at least nineteen and ten, or something like that. 
Hey, listen, man. You, I see what's happening. I see what's happening with your kid and Tyler Hero and I see what's happening. So, yeah, you know, Tyler Hero earned it, man. He averaged a dub off the bench. I mean, he earned yeah. But yeah, but that's a, he a, he a fake six man. Like they be having them fake six yeah. men where you like you off the bench. Because he play like thirty two minutes a game, and he's in yeah. the crunch time. So he, he just don't he just don't jump center. I mean, you know, he just don't. He's not there for the tip off. <laughs> but then he's there for the rest of the game. So, yep. yeah, definitely, definitely the situation there. But shout out to him anyway. Uh, your man Ben Simmons um, has decided, and I think he did it today, to undergo his bacchiotomy um, that supposedly mm-hmm. kept him out of the playoffs. Uh, he's supposed to get surgery on his back. His recovery prior to rehab is supposed to be three weeks then he can start rehabbing, but he won't be doing anything basketball-related for another three to four months. But they said he should be ready for training camp. Do you think this is legit, or do you think they're just out here running with all of Ben Simmons' mental and now physical ailments? Because um, how do we really know if he got surgery or not? Yo, I mean, I, at this point, I think like, they're willing to take like, it as far as they can. <laughs> Yo, part of me feel like the bull may never play again. Word. I know that's like extreme, right? I know it's extreme, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like whether it's his team, whether it's him, or whether it's just a stroke of bad luck, or if it's God for you know people for believers, every time like something. Keeping this dude off the court every time. My neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh. <laughs> every time he's supposed to be close to doing it. So, so we'll see. But you know, supposedly Ben Simmons got his went to the doctor and got his backyotomy um, today. Um, I started a week. So that trade is looking crazier and crazier for for the Nets at this point. But maybe this is just another ploy to, you know, finally get to L.A. Maybe he'll think throughout all of this, the Nets will even give up on him and, you know, send him out to L.A. for Russell Westbrook or something. And you get Russell and Kevin back together with Kyrie, and they'll be worse oh than last Oh, my God. Year. Talk about toxic team. <laughs> all right. So um, our stat of the week, man, my man Matisse Thibel, Thibel, Yo, he has as many COVID shots, one, as made shots against the Heat this series. And in this series, he's played a total of 34 minutes in two games, and he's made one shot. Yo, Matisse Thibault, Jim, was one of those players that we all in Philly was like, oh, no, you can't trade him. Whatever y'all do, we got to keep Maxie. We got to keep Thibault. But it seems like that quickly with him being an untradeable Getting into the starting lineup, getting out of the starting lineup because of the whole Toronto series and and the momentum that that built for Danny Green, I guess, or just bad coaching by Doc Rivers, either way you you see it. Is Matisse playing himself out of that Philly favoritism? Is he playing himself out of millions of dollars? Because he has been absolutely useless on the offensive end. Um, for much of the season, there was a part of the season where it's like, okay, he's improving a little bit. But now that you had this playoff run where he didn't even play in the away games last series, then to be thrown back into the mix 
into the mix at home, but not really a big part of the, the game plan and not taking opportunities. And any opportunities he got, he just stunk it up. Like, is he playing himself out of favor right now with his offensive game and lack thereof? Um, I think, I, well, here's the thing. I think he's losing money. Um, but it's like, it's so many other things going on with the, with the, with the injury and all that. It kind of like outshines the fact that my man got on one made basket in two games. You know what right. I mean? Like he, he's definitely going to lose money because the powers that be, you know what I mean? They're going to see, they're going to see what's what and not give him his, you know, the bread that he, you know, going to try to come for. But at the same time, you know, the fans and all that, it's so many other things. They, they're more pissed at Harden. They're more pissed at right. Embiid not being there because of Pascal Siakam. So they're not really, you know. But you know what, Jim? Those two factors are probably the main reason why what Matisse is doing or what he doesn't do is 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 so highlighted and so emphasized right now because when you have Joel Embiid in the lineup at full strength, when you have Harden like Harden was the first two or three games he was in Philly, it doesn't matter what Matisse Thibel does on offense because he's going to give you that defensive presence. But now that you don't have Embiid and you have Harden look like looking like uh um <laughs> looking like your man uh Larry Holmes in the in the early eighties, then now all of a sudden what everybody else isn't doing offensively is being noticed because the, the Sixers' offense is, is pretty much trash right now. So I think that's why Matisse Thibel's name even comes up in conversations in the last week. If you got a Joel at full strength and you got Harden being decent, then I don't even think anybody notices. You throw him back in the starting lineup, he's able to guard you know, a Jimmy Butler or, or, or and a Tyler Hero when he comes off, and he doesn't even get this criticism. But now you notice more how trash he is on offense because they need offense right now. So that's why I think he's playing himself out of favor and definitely out of money. Quote of the week. <laughs> Quote, 47 piece didn't happen in our series. Just saying. Hashtag facts. That's from your man Pat Beverly after John Morant put 47 points on the Warriors. Why is Pat Beverly talking like they're sitting at home watching? No matter if he put 47 on y'all or not, his team got y'all up out of there. What's up with your man, Pat Bev? Yo, or is this part for the course? Because they definitely did celebrate the NBA championship when they won the play-in game. So. Yeah, but my thing is, like, come on, cuz. Like, you, I don't even understand what you were trying to accomplish by this. Are you saying that you're better than the Warriors? Uh, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't even know what he's trying to say here. I don't, I don't either. It's like it didn't happen in our series. It's not like – I mean, you played them and y'all lost. It's not like – it's not like you played – it's not like you played the Warriors and you lost to them and you're saying something like, I would have had a better chance guarding this dude. We would have done better against him. You had your shot and you lost. So, like, you just, I don't understand the point of it. I can see if it was like – they played them in an important game down the stretch of the regular season, and they shut them down. And then they lost to the Warriors, controversial game seven. And now he's trying to say, see, if y'all ain't cheat us, we will be playing them right now, and we will be shutting Ja down. But, but that's a whole story that I just totally made up. That's not even what the hell is happening. You got your shot, and y'all lost. 
So this is Pat Bev doing too much, being Pat Bev at the moment. I don't understand it, man. And you, you, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't even know what he's trying to communicate, which means he failed. Yeah. If people don't know what you're trying to communicate, you failed. Right. So at this point, all he really did was get people, you know, because they killing him on more reasons to slander him. Yeah. Right. So now they're just killing him for for saying it out of the blue for no reason. <laughs> he didn't get 47 in our series, but y'all series is over. <laughs> you lost. All yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, that's that's our uh, <laughs> that is our. <laughs> Our quote of the week, man. And before uh, Jim tell us what happened while y'all were on the Grizz night, he just want to let y'all know, man. Um, oh, we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick call in a minute. But um, but if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, just dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is three two three four one zero 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 one two. Press one when prompted. If you already listen from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. You can also join us in the Bodyhood chat room, brought to you by Bodyhood University. Uh, we've told you everything about Bodyhood University, man. If y'all want to learn about how to make your money work for you and all kind of financial sectors, real estate, stock market, precious metals, cryptocurrency, um, NFTs, anything, everything, make sure you enroll at Bodyhood University. We want all of our supporters to create wealth and leave a legacy for your fam. So we've teamed up with uh, Bodyhood University to get you started on your journey learning to invest and possible financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of the home page or on our sponsors and partners page. That'll get you started. You can go to their website and see everything they have going over there. You can use the promo code WRS to receive 15% off every course on the By the Hood site. So it's not too late to secure your financial legacy, you and your fam. So do it now. All right, so before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the ground, we're going to take a quick call. We got the homie Tobias um, calling in from out Arizona. Tobias, what's going on? Good brother. Roll down ties, fellas. Roll down ties. All right. I first told thing y'all first. At the I, open, we, we, we got to get to these fajitas, so we take a quick hey, call. All I, all I got to say <laughs> is that first, we'll buy the hood. I'm a, hey, we'll buy the hood. I, I was able to get enough money to buy my girls with fake boobs and a BBL. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, that TikTok uh, booty. Yeah, but I, I get on basketball. I just, I just want so you to I, know I'm going to cut that audio clip. I'm going to cut that audio clip and, you know, I'm, I'm going to spread it on TikTok. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Thank but you, buddy. Y'all talking about the NFL draft. It's like the hot take media, you know what they're talking about. Bill, like, no offense to Fred, I don't know if you know this. Bill Belichick said when they took Cole Strange, his intel, if they talked about, was that he wasn't going to make it to the second round when they were picking again. And, uh, and a lot of times the media says something about somebody, but it's what the, the GMs, because they were talking about Malik Willis going top ten. He didn't go to the third round because the GMs in the front offices know what's up. And remember last year when they social media in the hot take media said the, the 49ers should not take Mac Jones number three overall and get Trey Lance, even though none of them saw Trey Lance throw a football? Well, they keep a Jimmy G for a reason. Trey Lance can't play, folks. If he could play, they would they would have cut Jimmy G for that small uh, cap hit they would have had. But see what the hot take media doesn't know what they're talking about. The NBA, right? Like, y'all know Jimmy get on about slander and Luka. I'm not saying he's not great. But the media talks about him like he won these damn two games. 
<laughs> you know, uh, they got <laughs> they got beat down two games in a row. They talk about like he won, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, and a part that kills me is like uh, they talk about. Well, he has no help. He has no help. With his style of play, he's like James Harden with better PR. That's his style of play. Name me the star in their prime who can handle the rock. It's going to sign up for that play style to choose to go there for agency. It ain't going to happen. Because remember, Chris Paul and James Harden fell out after that year. Yeah. It, it's, so, and then you can't tell me Jalen Bronson. I'm not saying he's the second coming of John Moran or anybody, but you can't tell me he's that bad right now. Hey, uh, or I got a question for you. For Luca and, and Houston Harden, though, like, do you put that on – because we say that's their style of play, but is that the style of play that they had to adapt because of the people that were getting put around them? I, I mean, think it's coaching Harden, also. Because. Harden, you know, once, you know, he's a pretty good facilitator when you give him people to facilitate to. So it could be the same thing for the other dude. You get him somebody that he trusts, or somebody that's at least but, you know, on his level. Then it might be a different. It, it, it's wearing them out because remember, Harden used to get worn out too, and either and I ain't gonna lie, cause I think I'm we're in better shape than those two sometimes. But uh, say, they look Luke like us. Already, they take their shirts off. Luca already moved like thirty-two year old Harden, so yeah, he the dude flexed yesterday. I ain't saw no definition, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking like looking like me with my shirt off. But 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 the problem is it wears you down, and also you notice know I remember Shaq always said. If the dog don't get fed, the guard won't be yard, won't guard a yard because mm-hmm. you got to get let trust those guys. Hell, even Michael Jordan went through. You got to get the coach to get through his head. If do you want to win or do you want to stuff the spot, stuff the staff sheet, stat sheet? Mm-hmm. And that's so you got, you'll have to trust these people. I'm not saying these guys are the second coming of you know like Gary Payton, Sean Kim, or Larry Bird. But you can't tell me they ain't terrible. Plus, Bronson can run point, which gets you off the ball. And you get you the ball in better positions where you ain't going on top of the key every time. Well, I just think sometimes coaches got to stand. Yeah. I think if Brunson's your second best player, you're kind of in trouble. But that's when you third. Brunson can Brunson can get him off the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they if they so choose to do that, like the two people on his team that he could trust, stand with too. Most nights to be decent is Brunson and 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 Jimmy's man Dumb Liddy. But yeah. but. I'm, it's still a it's still a caveat there. Like if those are your guys, like you're yep. still kind of in trouble. Like, but, like, but he also had to get he, he had to get Porzingis out the room too. See, Porzingis didn't want to be like I ain't saying Porzingis no star, but they had to trade him. They got Dan Wade. He's a good player. But it's just funny because like when I was telling this guy at work, I was like, dude, DeAndre Ayton is not Rudy Gobert. Not only he could move, he can also score. So the the the, the kryptonite, the small ball is you can score. Because you notice when teams play small ball against MB, they ain't in it too long because they get punished, <laughs> you know. So you have – so Aiden could do that. He could move his feet. And I like him what – like – and, like, I remember people talking about, well, they should have taken Luka number one still. You really think he and Booker could have been in the same room? Uh, <laughs> you know? That ain't going to work. Is, like you said, and we talk about this all the time, like some things happen situationally. Maybe if he does yeah. get drafted by them – and you have somebody as good as Booker, they're not going to allow him. And, I, I mean, if that happens, I don't know if everything else happens. You know, I don't know if Monty's they there need or Chris whatever. Paul more. But Monty's not going to let him 
do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, it's a situation. I don't think it would have been that type of situation. But, yeah, because sometimes, but, yeah, I want to say about these series because I think that team needed Chris Paul eight and fit. Like, sometimes they ain't about to get the best player. Sometimes they get the right player. And right. sometimes the right player fits. Because, like, Trey Young's a better fit in Atlanta than Luka. And Trey Young could be a better three-point shooter if we stop taking logo threes. But, uh, like, these other series, right, Philly just up against it. NBA got hurt. Harden's washed. Yeah, I'll fire the GM also, so he won't be offering that dude a contract next year. He can put on a <laughs> fat suit all he wants. I don't care. He can go home. Uh, you know, but in Doc, it's over. Because you saw, like, these guys Miami had, like, this guy named Shrews. I never heard of this guy. But they keep putting <laughs> those guys in the game anyway so they can develop, they can learn. Philly has some guys. They're not saying they're going to be stars, but at least Gabe. put them in a damn game. You can't be worse than DeAndre Jordan Millsap. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah. and then, then, like, Boston, it's all about are they going to call offensive foul on Giannis for going half-back power or not, you know? And maybe you could just make him score, have him score, take the L, and guard the spot-up shooters because they don't have another shot creator. That's the thing. They miss a Middleton with getting that shot creation. But then the Warriors and uh, Memphis, hate to, I've been saying this, the, the hot-take media kept going off by, by reputation. They, they'll expect that Clay to come back and beat Clay. I'm like, ain't no way he's going to beat Clay with all those injuries he had back to back. And ain't no knock on him. Maybe you're going to have to move Clay to that bench. The sixth man that started Jordan Poole, but they don't want to do that. Hell, I would trade Clay. But anyway, uh, but Memphis right, is man, a good. Hurry up. We got another call to take. <laughs> I don't care, man. But, uh, but I'll say this, though. I like the fact that Memphis is a tough team. They're a gritty team. They got good young players. And the crazy part is with this playoff, I feel sorry, but I hate the NBA guy. And you've seen all these young stars emerge. And I just want the media to not appoint, anoint these guys so soon. They are young and they go grow in their games. But, hey, you guys take it easy. Roll Tide, Jim. Right. Appreciate you. All right, um, before we take this uh, last call, just uh, say what's up to Skyview in the chat. You've been saying some stuff. What up, Skyview? Um, back to the – the Tannehill thing, like Tannehill's threatened. I'm like, oh no, I don't. Tannehill would admit that. Like, hell yeah, I'm threatened. That's why I'm not going to be helping this dude out. Um, he said it's not fair. Stiebel needs Embiid. Uh, he talked about FOH. He talked about how Ben Simmons was dunking two weeks ago. <laughs> and then from our show, Jim, Winning Time, he's like, yo, I've met Spencer Haywood on several occasions. Even had dinner with he and Kiki Vanderway. I never knew he was a crackhead. I'm kind of disappointed. Um, <laughs> Damn, you had to call the boy a crackhead. You know he was a higher hitman, though? He called him a straight crackhead. Yeah, ask him about that. Because I did some reading. He didn't – there was something to that. Like, he wouldn't – he didn't put a hit out on the whole Lakers team. Um, but there was a hit put out, so – if you see him again, ask him about that. Ask him what's up with that. Um, all right, so before we talk about what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, uh, we got one more call to take. We got the homie Rob calling from out in Cali. Rob, what's going on, good brother? What's good? How y'all doing today, man? How y'all been? Pretty good, man. How you? All right. Rob, I thought, you, I thought you'd be in mourning right now, bro. For what? News about Kevin Samuels. That's your guy, ain't it? Wait, 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 wait,
I mean, that was that's a rumor that's going around right now. You know, I, I TM, until TMZ says it, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm waiting for TMZ to say something. But until they do, I, he might. Did, did somebody murk him for talking to Dungeon? Well, no, they said that it, it's an accidental death in his home, whatever whatever that means. That that sounds kind of, you know. Uh, d- he 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 was a a fella. I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was talking, but he was a fella who, I mean, I mean, you look at his history. First of all, I don't know why women listen to him. He he looks like a gay choir director. But other than that, you know, hey, um, yo. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the obvious. Other than that, you know, he was like his receipts. You know, his his baby mama was making more money than him, and he was paying child support. I don't know, but anyways. He, he he just a very there's a lot of flaws of what he says, and I don't agree with what he says. But but All anyways, right. man, how y'all doing? Uh, you, right, you, you know doing? this playoffs. Yeah, but this playoffs is really exciting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's an Oklahoma guy. He ain't Cali anyway. But the playoffs is is really good. I I do like like I know people keep talking about John Mar- uh, you know Morant and they keep talking about you know he's a I know, I know y'all talking about some stats. You know, I get upset when people bring up Kobe's name like that. It's like, dude, like people got short-term memory, and I think I think Jordan has grown to accept it. We all have to accept that. Even Jordan said, "Hey, in a couple of years, LeBron will probably be better than me," because you know people and they don't respect greatness. And I'm not talking about great, like where that that dude Mad Dog talks about Bob Cousy. I mean, Negro, please, like really, no, or white boy, you know, please, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about greatness like Nate Archibald, like uh, like the, uh, Dr. J, you know what I'm saying? Greatness. So it's it dawns on me. But I'm just going to enjoy these playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Hello? Yeah, we're here. You yeah, understand what my pops, why he doesn't really have a – I mean, he's in New York, but he doesn't really have a favorite team because he says, listen, I enjoy the sport. I'm not about this team-on-team game-banging. I, he enjoyed, and I'm just going to enjoy the sport, especially because – you know, all my teams won championships. You know, it is what it is. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm liking this series. Uh, I think Ben Simmons, y'all, the Sixers picked the wrong light skin, and I always will say that. Uh, we'll yeah, see how it goes after this series. I know they're gonna get swept. You know, it is what it is, Dev. Dev, it is what it is. I used to low key root for the Sixers, my Eastern Conference team, until I trade Drew Holiday and said y'all gonna be be a process. Yeah. And and this is the process, okay? And, and yeah, and yeah, yeah Paul will come out. Drew was going. Drew was going to bring us that chip. Shout out to Drew. That's my guy too. <laughs> yes, my guy too, night. man. Yeah, I mean, but you saying that until so they traded Drew, like Drew was about to bring a chip to the city or something. He definitely wasn't. Um, real quick, man, because we gotta, we we gotta get to this. Uh, we gotta get up out of here. What um, what you think about the Eagles draft? I didn't like it. I didn't like. I didn't like Jordan Davis. I, I thought like he'll be good in a three-four. He'll be great in a three-four. If they're gonna go that route, I agree. But I'm not the dude that's gonna go back. Uh, that's gonna put weight on a dude um, who who um, who only played 31 snaps a game, and he was overweight, and he just now he's now he cut down away from the combine. That's good, but at the same time. How like I'd rather pick if they would have picked another DT, like if they would have picked the uh, old boy his 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 his, uh, his counter him I would have been okay with that I would have been like okay if they would have you picked know the Eagles always run their 
they always run their defensive line by committee anyway. So they're always shuffling people in and out. So you don't got to play 70 snaps a game. Even Fletch don't do that. Plus, you still got Not- Fletch, so... You know, they, it's going to be a rotation. But no, I, I feel if you don't like it, you don't like but, it. But, but, how, but how effective is it going to be? How effective is Flesh going to be? That's the thing. How effective is it going to be? Like, like this is yeah, not just a if he don't have to play, team. if he get to play less snaps because you got somebody else there, it gives your defensive line more depth for a team that's always, you know, rotated players. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, because if you were to say to me, then, all right, you don't need to – take a rotational defensive lineman that high in the draft, I would agree with that sentiment. So I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'm just giving you another side to it. That's all. No, 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 no. That's right. That, that is true. That is true because people keep telling me this is rotation, which is true. I'm not going to lie, which is true because they always been rotating on linemen, even, even back to Jimmy Johnson days because people, people, people get talk about all oh, this and that. No, no. Even with Derek Burgess and, um, uh, the the other dudes that was there at the time, even now, you know the Chris Longs and and, and whatnot, Josh Sweats, you know, you know we 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 need we always do the you know the the rotation. At the same time, um, we need to also consider that like why do you have to take him that far in the draft? Now I understand I understand that 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 we need to take like a um, a pass rusher. And we need to beef up the linemen. You know, big boys win championships. You know, that D-line will make your cornerback look like it's all pro. But the problem is, what happens if you ain't got that D-line? That cornerback is going to look like a it's going to look like a trash cornerback, man. That 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 and that's all I gotta say. At least we didn't take a quarterback. Um, I don't know what the team is going to look like. I'm still going to root for the Eagles, but I'm not expecting anything good. Like I expect to I I expect them to win probably seven games at best. That's yeah. just being nice. <laughs> All right. I mean, you got, you got. I mean, oh, what'd you say, Dad? Yo, I think I think he broke up. Dad, we can't hear you. You are talking. Uh, uh, can you hear me, Rob? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Now we hear you now. Uh, now we hear you. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, All I don't right, know what you're saying, but we hear you. It's what it is. It might be those Manosphere fans that are, that are uh, <laughs> like, no, don't let our king go. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Fake alpha males. I'm just like, oh, gosh, I don't get me started. Like, Lord have mercy. But we'll, uh, we'll see how your, your, the Eagles end up looking – um, you know, they made a nice trade, got another uh, weapon out there on the outside. Let's see if your man can get him the ball. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how oh, no, no. Out. I want his ass gone, man. I can't stay. I mean. I know we'll, you do, we'll but this is, this is this is his show and prove year. He has no excuses. He got weapons on the outside. He got good tight ends. He got good running backs by committee. Um, they're building up the defense, so this is one of those years. They're saying, look, we, we got some picks, some draft capital for next season. If he can't cut it, then they're going to go out there and get another uh, a young quarterback, and the quarterback will come in with a team that's, you know, that's already building. So we'll see how that plays okay. out. But, Rob, okay. we got a roll, good brother. So we'll wrap to you next um, week, all right? Oh, yo, 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 yo. And tell, 
and, and tell and tell Tobias, yo, as you buying your wasting your money on BBLs, man, I'm, I'm grabbing all the big country girls out there, man. I got real that real thing on them. That's all I gotta say, man. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. Peace. <laughs> yo. All right, Jim. What happened real quick though. while they was on the Grizz Naive? Absolutely. Why You On The Grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology called Digital Extreme Technology, the 267-205-4203, or go to digitalextremetech.com. And when you do, say, yep, and you get the, the discount from World Room Sports. But, you know, it's time to talk about what happened while you won the Grizz Night. First story is about your guy, James Winston, who, uh, who dropped a new video today of him working out, which is always last <laughs> Oh, man, I, I got to watch that. Oh, you ain't see it yet? It's pretty hard. No. Uh, anytime Jameis drops a workout video, it's in the group chat, so go back and check it out. Um, Jameis is drawing as usual. Uh, but he also graduated from Florida State on Friday, so I guess he kept taking classes here and there until he finished his degree. So congratulations to Jameis. Yes, sir. Shout um, out to him. Uh, what is it, seven years after he decided to leave and pursue his NFL career, got his bachelor's degree. So shout out to famous Jameis. Shout out to him. Yeah, man. Um, next next story real quick is your man um, Starberry, Stefan Marbury, a.k.a. Starberry. He called Stephen A. Smith one of the biggest Uncle Toms on this entire planet. Nice. Yo, he he was saying that because of, well, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back was Stephen A.'s uh, criticism of Kyrie Irving um, last week when he was calling him like one of the most pathetic athletes or whatever he said about him. Uh, he He... <laughs> he responded with that, but um, I think let me see. I got it right here. Stephen A. was saying um, we are witnessing one of the most delusional athletes in American history, talking about um, Kyrie, and that's when Starberry said, "Well, we are witnessing one of the biggest Uncle Toms on the planet." Um, Stephen A. said, "I'm not going to insult Stefan. I'll say that Marbury has had a problem with me since 2009." because we thought he was a bit bizarre when he was eating Vaseline literally on video, um, <laughs> like it was a bunch of cheeseburgers, like gobbling Vaseline. So he said, I'm not going to insult him, and then threw a shot at him. <laughs> He's talking about the bull in his Vaseline-eating days. So, hey, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people out here who think the same thing about Stephen A. Smith. I think sometimes he is way too willing to go hard against black athletes when – he doesn't necessarily do that, you know, when it's a white athlete involved. I'm not saying that thing he's saying is completely wrong. I'm just talking about his willingness in different situations. You even that up, I'm not going to say anything to you. Say what you want to say. But I, mean, I don't care, I don't don't care anything about what he does. I do and think he always talks about his thing bosses kinda, and all that stuff. The Kyrie thing is kind of weird, though. Like, and I've said this on record before. Like, it seems so personal, like – it yeah. goes beyond criticizing his 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 ball, even him not showing up. It just seems so personal um, mm-hmm. that I don't get it. Like you know, it's all entertainment. I get that, but I just don't. That it just, like you know. So like when when Skip like talks about LeBron, it's obviously he's trolling and drawing. But Stephen right. A. when he talks about Kyrie, it's like it seems personal. It's just nasty. Mm-hmm. It seems nasty. Um, yeah, he, he ain't that, that way about a lot of people. And the thing is, he tried to go out of his way afterwards to say that it's not personal when. You didn't said like the most personal stuff you could say about people at the time, but I don't know. I don't know. I say Stephen yeah. A. and and Starberry just meet up somewhere in box. <laughs> Let's get it. 
you know, on the WNBA announced that Brittany Griner's initials and number will be featured on all 12 WNBA courts during the 2022 season. Uh, free Brittany Griner. But, you free Juana, man. There. Hey, yo. <laughs> um, yo, why is Brittany Griner still in a Russian prison, man? Nice gesture by the WNBA with somebody in the powers that be. And they said something this week. Um, the Biden administration has come to the conclusion that she was wrongfully jailed, so they're going to be trying to negotiate to get her out. But why did it take so long to come to that conclusion if, indeed, you've come to that conclusion? Yo, they got to get her stateside, something. Like, this is yeah, I hope she right can now. monetize this, get a nice fire doc or something, a little Netflix doc yeah, or something. Definitely. She, oh, but, she's definitely you know. going to be on Netflix in the next year or two. But shout yeah. out to Brittany, man. Keep your head up. I can only imagine, like, like what she's going through over there. It's just it, that's one of my biggest fears in life. Especially, I mean, you know as well because you're you're a, a traveler as well. That's one of my biggest fears in life to get arrested, to get locked up in a foreign country. And man, she, listen, I don't want one, no like, Russia. Like, come on, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no smoke. I'm afraid to even go to Russia. So you know, you know, she got more balls than me. No pun intended. Like, just going to Russia. Um, right. Anyway, I man, forgot um, what, what was that movie called where them two white girls got a, a, a rust. They got locked up in like some Asian country. Like, yo, no, I was I so afraid movie, of that movie. It's a, whole, it's, a, it's a whole show. It's a whole show called Locked Up Abroad, and those stories on there are some of the scariest stories you'll ever hear. Yeah. Like you being somewhere in a dirty ass jail and nobody speak your language. It's, oh, yeah, I'm not, never to I'm be not heard from again. Do that. Right. Not trying to do it. Yeah. All right. I ain't going to All right. So uh, Mike, Michael uh, Tyson has yet another close encounter with the fans. Why these fans uh, keep messing with Mike, man? Why these fans keep keep messing with Mike, man? He said this time it was a woman who like was. He was at a fight too, so you already got him in in the wrong mode. Like that's not where you want to mess with Mike. But she like stuck her finger near his nose. Now I saw a photo of it. It looked like the kind of thing where somebody's trying to get you to smell their finger. So maybe she was trying to offer Mike some box or something, and he took it the wrong way. He just saw a finger in his face and turned around to confront her. But then you know security, his security intervened and you know so it wouldn't become a thing but yo if you haven't seen the photo go look at the photo it's one of those photos where it looked like somebody's trying to put like the way her finger was in front of his nose was like one of those sniff this type things and it could have been something that mike took the wrong way like he could have got something that night but <laughs> he, he he wasn't in that mode because he was at a fight but if y'all haven't seen the photo Y'all go see the photo and then tell me if I'm tripping or not. But that looked like a Mike smell this type thing. And maybe he didn't like how it smelled. And maybe that's yeah, why he tripped. Maybe she had that fish shake, fish shake. Maybe she's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty boxes. So maybe that's what it was, man. But y'all yeah, fans, so leave Mike alone, man. That man's trying to live his life those in peace. He's not trying to be the monster that he admittedly once was. Leave that man alone. <laughs> Those are the stories that happened this past week while you were on the Grace Naive. Let's get out of here. But before we do, tell us what happened on this day in sports history. Yes, sir. It's fajita time. But before that, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Smart people only read the sports. So make sure y'all smart. 
and y'all only read the sports. Bars. What's wrong with y'all? Written by Jimmy the Blueprint of War Room Sports. So get your copy at warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. Go do that. All right. This date in sports history, May 5th, 1904. Cy Young pitches the first perfect game in, quote, modern baseball as the Boston Americans beat the Philadelphia Athletics three to nothing. And that's all I got. So we'd like to give a war room salute to this historical moment. Jim, let's get the hell up out of here. Yeah, we're going to make this brief, 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 baby. Listen, everybody, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for the support. Make sure you check out everything we do. Pull up next week. And the bottom line is visit the hub. And that hub is warroomsports.com. Enjoy whatever it is you're watching, whatever playoffs you're watching. Um, if it's baseball, enjoy that as well. But make sure you always check out the hub of warroomsports.com. Get my book, Sports the Book, at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Broke Down Palace. Shout out to Neil. That's the name of that movie, Broke Down Palace. Peace. Oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.